0: Was um, our good friend, uh, friend of the show, former podcast guest, Colin Gow, with his song Podcast, officially licensed. I am Steve Shoney. I'm here with my sidekick. He remains a sidekick because he still cannot book a single guest. I I own it, I embrace it. Uh, And also,
1: this is our first episode solo with producer Maggie, replacing the erstwhile producer Brian. So if, if there's technical difficulties, you know who to blame. Brian. Brian, we'll still blame Brian for his training. I also want to throw something out to our listeners. We're gonna call her Producer Maggie until such time as we get a better
0: nickname. We do need a better nickname for Producer Maggie. Maggie, I thought you were gonna get yourself a microphone gonna take it easy this first episode okay so she's easing yeah. and she, she has claimed that
1: she wants to be more of a character than brian
0: was who was always kind of off mic so we offered to allow her to have and a brian microphone. had no personality i mean let's let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> i mean I hope he's, he's still not here listening. anymore no i know he's listening that's entirely what that was for i actually saw i he does he does still exist for those of you who don't know brian if you see a man walking through upper arlington who has um the greatest hair of any man in upper arlington that's that's, that's probably Brian Hedge. I saw him walking with his lovely bride into um, one of our fine eating establishments the other night. So um, he is still out there and alive, so. And always in our hearts.
1: But we have Ma- producer Maggie we now. We do so have producer Maggie.
0: And we have a guest today. Our guest, um, for those of you who, uh, like me, um, live on um, Northam Road, uh, I'm sure you've seen him walking back and forth to Northam Park, because uh, he does that at least 20 times a day. Um, uh, well, it's one of two people. It's either um, our guest or um, Bracken. I, I, I can't remember. I, I know the kid's name. I can't remember his first name. Uh, Luke's dad. Yes. Um, so the two of you, but um, we have the the one, the only Sean Henry on the podcast with us. Welcome, Sean.
2: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Sean is, um, uh, again, this falls into the um I don't have you have to ask you to be my neighbor. You kind of are my neighbor. You live in the neighborhood. Truly, uh, walk by my house uh, fairly frequently. Um, we is have, that how you book this? We just walking by, like, hey, I need a guest. You want to come over today? Basically, actually, no. I was <laughs> this one. I was walking down the street. You stopped your car, and we were talking. And I was like, oh yeah, we need to get you on the podcast. And so that's how this one came about. I think that's when that we is finally, true. Yeah. I think that's when we got this one. Booked. Yeah, that's how. And I mean. our kids have played sports together for. A long time. A long time. Let's just call it that way. Yes. Yeah. I like it. So, Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Sean Henry, the executive director
2: for O'Calley, the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence. We just use O'Calley.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, So, you listen to the pod. I do listen to the pod. Um, So, you know what comes next. I do. What comes next?
1: Uh, Start. Bench cut.
0: Okay, do we? we I don't was nervous
1: because th- you quizzed him, and I thought he might have been
0: bluffing about I, actually listening. Like, <laughs> why did you call him on that? It's just embarrassing, but he actually this did. Is, listen. This so is actually good. what we should do going forward. Yeah, I yeah. listened to the podcast. Okay, so uh, tell me about next, it. So what comes next? Uh, you know, what, what, what's our next? I week? don't actually listen. All right, so. I was listening
2: to Layman's uh, <laughs> podcast uh, just recently, which was a really great one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought those
0: were those were pretty sharp. Stop by sometime on the walk. It is getting to uh, Mister Rogers' Rabbit Season. And uh, uh, stop on by, and, and you know, if the timing's right, we'll make you one. So we'll get that going.
2: Excellent. That sounds. Oh, great. you're
0: referring to the beverage
1: you created, Mister Rogers Rabbit. Yeah. Well, I get that. I don't know if people don't listen to every episode. They're like, "What are you talking Who about?" Who doesn't listen <laughs> to every episode? Everybody. Does. <laughs> Maggie, <laughs> she's like looking at me, like raising her hand. This is teasers for people to listen. You got to listen to episode know, to get the recipe. I know, I know, I know.
0: All right. Yes, go back and listen to uh, the Greg Lehman podcast. If you want a wonderful um, creation that involves carrot juice, bourbon, no chino, um, salt, and uh, blood orange.
2: Oh, so, no chino, that's the one that was in there. Was People actually have
0: did. messaged us asking for the recipe.
1: They have? Yeah, on the um, l- um, fan mail. Really? I don't yeah. think I'd shared that with me. Oh, I saw it. I thought he hopefully sent it out. Otherwise, that's a person it's who's now on hate mail for not
0: getting responded one to One other... Like, damn you, Hedge. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Start bench cut. So you said... We're going to have a couple for you. Oh, okay. Um, so this is one that I just got to know. Um, Sean is um, deeply involved in UA Sports. Um, uh, has been for a long, long time. Um, so basketball football lacrosse
1: oh man he picked whole teams that you got to just cut whole sports <laughs> Whole sports <laughs> oh man <laughs> and that team is listening right now being It would like,
2: be the most difficult thing I've ever been
0: yes think oh of, wow think of the children I know well that's it I'm making it, it's kind of like making you choose between your children
2: now my choosing it is because that's exactly all three were successful Will was successful in baseball Aaron in lacrosse and and hopefully uh Hayden in basketball
0: I thought you had. I thought one of them was play football. Well, Hayden used to play football. They all
2: used to play football. Okay. Yep, yep, and that's a whole nother story. So <laughs> we'll get into that later. Uh, but um, so uh, is that for me personally?
0: This you is, are making the decision. decision. You, you are making the decision that you can. You. They're gone. Get to watch as much of one of the watch participate in whatever with as one of those as much as you possibly would want. The other one is your. Okay, I need a break for. Uh, all great. All things are great. Pizza's great all the time, but you do need to eat something else. Um, and the other one you can't do ever again.
2: Well, I, I have to start basketball. I mean, that's what I'm getting ready to... We're getting ready to sit next to each other and watch a lot of, so it has to be the starter. Okay. It's a blast to watch. You're out of the elements, and it's time
0: limited. Oh, man, those are all very good reasons. And Hayden's the only one who's still at home and might hear what you respond to. Exactly. <laughs> um...
2: This was the tough one. The uh, I, I guess I'm gonna just for the fact that they didn't play. I'm gonna have to go uh, bench lacrosse and and cut football, which is my love and passion. But I'm a, it's a forced <laughs> choice here, and it is what it is. News
1: guest
0: cuts football team. <laughs> so you riots. I might assume. get kicked off the youth board right now. You yeah. might. <laughs> I think I think you're off the youth board. I think um, when this cut. Com- I want to know how quickly it takes Mike Fitzpatrick to call you <laughs> I after mean, this. Airs. It'll be a moment. It'll be actually seconds. Act, no, it won't, because nobody listens. There's only some <laughs> yeah, yeah, who listens. We'll so.
1: actually, you'll know if if anyone listened by the fact
0: that you didn't get any hate mail. So. Yeah, exactly. Truly,
1: um, um, we'll give you a much more positive one that you can feel good about now. So yeah.
0: he, here's here's another one. You did say in your profile um, that one of your uh, your musical genres um one of them was hair metal yep um I had to go through my my
2: you know I went back and looked in like my history I'm like I don't even know the answer to that because I love every I love it all okay pretty much right so I was like that and the dead yeah
0: that's all I know that's all I see so I'm going to give you three hair metal songs come on feel the noise by quiet Riot. crazy train by Ozzy and Shot Through the Heart by Bon Jovi.
1: Can you confirm that they all are on your iPod first? Yep, all those are okay. on there. <clears throat> that,
0: that would be an iPhone. I,
1: I, I, you know what? Here's the story. I still have an iPod. I and, actually do. Still. And, it, I, and I, I was driving to Chicago and I hid it in my car. And my wife straight up said, dude, you can leave that out on your counter. And no one's breaking <laughs> into your car to steal your iPod. <laughs> so oh, I, you still use it? I, yeah, it's in my car. So don't amazing. break It, it still my car. works. It's vintage. Yeah. It's awesome. So I, now you've had time to think about your answer while I...
0: All right, Some me the songs again real quick, if you don't mind. Come on, feel the noise. Girls rock your boys. Quiet Riot. Um, Crazy Train from Ozzy Osbourne. Yep. Shot Through the Heart, Bon Jovi. Crazy Train
2: starts. Absolutely. Bon Jovi. Um, on the bench. Shot Through the Heart is benched
0: <clears throat> and, and Quiet Riot. It's, it's going to be a cut. So now there is there. Is, what we didn't tell you is there is a wrong answer on this, based on um, the general, prior guest, prior guest, good friend of the show, um, Colin Gow. Next time you go to Colin's Coffee when it reopens, I will um, do that. You have to pay. If he benches, if I think he, it's a
1: tax, not a not a double.
0: Yeah, if he well, I think it's you have to pay double whatever your bill was, if you say that Bon Jovi is anything but cut.
2: <laughs> I, I. Now that you say that, I remember this. So we, I we may help this.
0: pick up that double if you go in there singing the song.
1: <laughs> yes, if I do Yes, if you podcast.
0: Yes, if you go in and you strike up a conversation with Colin about how you think Bon Jovi is one of the greatest bands of all time, we will pay. We'll pay the double. We'll pay I, the double.
2: I can do that. I can do that.
0: And word on the street is he's going to reopen as a morning thing in the Daily Growler space. The Growler, yeah, very soon. I can't wait to to see him. Um, So, okay, that was that was the trick question. So, um, uh, tell us the Sean Henry origin story. Sean Henry origin story.
2: Um, What started here in Upper Arlington? You know, grew up, uh, raised, born and raised here in Upper Arlington. I won't go too far back on all of that origin, but in my career, it started right here in Upper Arlington. Okay. So, interestingly enough, at the end of my street um, was the resource room, Miss Littlefield's uh, classroom. So as a senior, I did the senior service project, which um, you know, my football coach wanted me to do because he was in charge of it, which kept me at the high school. Right. I could lift.
0: And do my senior service project. Oh, sneaky. So this was back when Capstone was a service project instead of being, they basically write a research paper. Yes.
2: Um, and a missile Littlefields. Which was only
0: like 10 years ago, right? Because you're not that old.
2: Correct. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. must have been
1: pretty good at football, too, if you're a coach to like, try to come up with that.
2: I played. <laughs> no, I At least all the field. I mean, yeah. If you
1: didn't see, the, if you're like the last guy on the bench, he's like, go do whatever you want. You yeah, know, you right don't on. Really I'm writing you off. <laughs>
2: But it was an awesome project, honestly. Um, and so back then we were called Peer Buddies and we'd support um, individuals with disabilities who were in Miss Littlefield's class. And I see her, she lives by Northam. I see her often. It's wonderful. We reconnect all the time. And um, that really set me. I knew I wanted to teach. I remember meeting with Mr. Sebastian, uh, Mr. Cole, and sitting down and interviewing them with a friend of mine, Steve Michigan, saying, hey, what, uh, you know, tell, tell me about, you know, Going into education, and they said it'll be a satisfying, um, you know, uh, career for you, uh, but don't plan to make a whole lot of money. I'll say, say lucrative, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And now the tennis courts are named after Mr. Sebastian, yeah. um, Coach Sebastian, and and so the, it, it was good, great advice. Uh, and so I went into uh, general education, went to the University of Kentucky, and. Uh, and interesting enough, in that in that service project,
0: a lot didn't of folks. I realize you were a Kentucky grad.
2: I'm a Kentucky grad. Oh,
0: have you mentioned that to my youngest son? I have not. You should. Okay, I sure will. Yeah. Um, Brent, Brent, Brendan King has asked, you know, Brent, you know yeah. Brendan Brendan's a, uh, obviously a UK grad. He has asked Nate whether Kentucky is one of the three hats on the table um, for him. So anyway, and it is. It's one of the three hats. So if you if you're a Kentucky fan. Uh, you can tell him he's not allowed in the house. Yeah, root, we have committed. family
2: roots in Kentucky, and my wife's from yep. Kentucky as well, so uh, lots of roots there. And you know, it was interesting that senior service sort of project was really important. Um, you know, and, and actually, a lot of folks went into the field who did that that senior that, that project, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so at, at Kentucky, started in uh, general education and special education, both. So uh, that's my degree is is, is in both which was interesting because they don't have those degrees anymore, like you, keep, you don't dual. Do. And I thought it you know, just gave more insight, um, which is something I wish they still did, because I think it really helps. Uh, I, I learned a lot of things in the special ed side that I thought, oh my gosh, these general ed teachers need to know. You know? And that's kind of what my career is today, is letting general ed teachers know some of the, the tricks of the trade, if you will, yeah. um, on supporting their students. And um, uh, from there, we went over to the, uh, started teaching, Uh, I was uh, teaching and coaching uh, football down in Kentucky at South High School and uh, teaching in the elementary school for three years. Outside of that, I got uh, recruited outside the classroom. Uh, They started something called the Kentucky Autism Training Center at the University of Louisville. Okay. Um, uh, Once they started that, I happened to be coaching the director of that son. And he pulled me out of the classroom and said, well, you can work for me and run around Kentucky supporting teachers all across the state on how to best work with individuals with, with autism. Um, I remember I was just fascinated in, in high school uh, by, uh, when I was headed to Kentucky, one of the students <clears throat> with autism hadn't even been down there yet. He says, well, Mr. Henry, you going to take, uh, you know, he says, John, you'll go uh, I-71 to I-64 to I-60. And and, I, and he's telling me the directions, and I'm thinking, this is fascinating. You know, he knows this. and Another student who's uh, looking at um, uh, a microwave and signs to me, you know, I'm like, I'm like, God, I, you know, I, I just said, said something out, out loud, like, you know, how's that cooling in there? And he points and says, "There's a fan inside." So I was always fascinated with autism. So it was kind of a, a, a path that I was that was on from from the time I was in high school. Um, yeah, so at the University of, uh, of Louisville, I was there for six years. Ohio wanted to start a center that was very similar. We yeah. didn't, Ohio had not, did not have something that was supporting. Indiana did, Pennsylvania, Kentucky. Um, and so, uh, again, the opportunity presented itself after 16 years in Kentucky to come back home. Uh, and so I uh, took the opportunity to, to make that jump to OCalley and have been here, uh, it's my 19th year. So okay.
1: you like started Ocali? You're like the first? Yeah, I was the
2: first executive director at, oh wow, at Ocali. Yeah. How long have you been there now? Time. So this is 19 years. 19. This okay. Year, yeah. Because I feel like
1: I am aware of Ocali. I've heard of it. And I just kind of one of those. I do not say institution, but like I've always known of Ocali. So and it's funny to hear that you actually were the first one. So that's cool.
0: So um, Ocali is focused on providing services to schools. Yeah. Um, actually, we say we do
2: three things. Okay. Our three Ps: policy practice, partnership. partnership. Okay. Um, we help the st- state government. We, we meet with eight different um, uh, departments in state government monthly to talk about you know how to support individuals with autism and their families the best. Uh, doing that, that's kind of our policy piece. And other, we keep up with all policy, okay. work very closely with Department of Education, Department of Disabilities, and many others.
0: So it's beyond just the schools? It, correct. It's, Yep. It's kind we're, of full through life supporting individuals.
2: Yep, yeah, we're founded in statute. I'm glad you mentioned full through life. We're also um, a lifespan agency, Okay, which is unique. Uh, most often there are very few lifespan agencies, and so we kind of connect the dots for others. So we see what it looks like coming in as an infant, you know, through adulthood, which is a, a unique place to be uh, different. It's sometimes when people are like, you know, how do you not have mission creep, it, we, we work hard yeah, uh, not to not to do that. We've grown. Are you statewide? And
1: we're statewide. And I don't want to put you on the spot. Have you heard of the Alpha Group up in Delaware? I have not. Okay, they they do similar type things. I mean, they they're local, but oh, okay. I used to be on their board, so it's kind of similar work. So
2: yeah. So and interesting enough, we're um, we have a pretty national and international footprint. Um, we're kind of known in our in our pol in, in our kind of our practice area and partnership. In our practice. We are probably known as one of the largest providers of online training internationally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have over, I think, five hundred thousand clients in like two hundred countries that have tapped into our information online. Uh, we'll host a conference here soon enough. Last year, our conference pulled from twenty countries, all fifty states, all eighty-eight counties here in Ohio. Who
1: who is the person doing the training? Is it the, the the teachers who are helping people, or is it the people themselves who are kind of... Who it's for? Yeah. Those who are uh, connecting directly to
2: individuals with disabilities. Okay. And so it's not just autism, it's, it's uh, across the board disabilities. Uh, so we have a, we have 300 presenters and it's across the lifespan. So again, kind of unique in its origins and its in co- you know, like a conference that usually is set up in early childhood or adulthood. Or we're, we're kind of across the board because we, we believe that those connections are important uh, we've seen that for the parents, because their journey is across the lifespan. And so by being able to connect that, we can, I think, help them best. Um, so yeah, those on the front line to really, you know, change and improve their practice
1: in supporting students. You mentioned you're, I, I'm a lawyer, so I get a government lawyer, so I'm asked wonky questions. You mentioned you're created by statute. Yep. So are you a quasi-governmental? Let's see, what are, what? You nailed it. Oh, you nailed hey! It. <laughs> We
2: are, uh, the Educational Service Center is our home of Central Ohio here, um, who works with UA and many others and supports uh, schools all across uh, Central Ohio and beyond. Um, So we're housed there, but we're founded in the Department of Education statute and the Department of Development of Disabilities and have other sprinklings of things in statute. So we're, uh, in some ways, we're also a little bit of an enigma because we are that quasi-governmental, supporting the state um, and all of its work um, and cross-agency as well. So uh, kind of unique in that way.
1: So I think I asked a good question, so now I'm going to start asking a dumb hold question. On, hold on,
0: let me ask the one follow-up question. You had a good question. Okay. Um, then you can ask your I, – I know um, – I suspect I know the dumb question okay. you're going to ask because um, it's a dumb question you ask fairly frequently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, funding – uh, are you guys funded by state government out of state budget? Do you guys rely on private donations? This is the the that's chance good, for you to make to make the kind of shameless plug for if either there's a there's all this is up Arlington, and since we have such a vast listener group, um, there are people who work the state house who, if you're funded at the state, letting them know that you do good work and you're funded by the state, or if you're seeking donations, this is your chance for a shameless plug.
2: That's uh, great question. Um, the, we're not, uh, no general um, funds uh, from the, um, the general budget, but we are in contract with the Ohio Department of Education, and per legislation, they have to contract with us. Um, that's kind of the quasi piece of, of support. Uh, but then we have many other contracts with uh, the Department of Disabilities, uh, Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, um, and, and other agencies, and then we have a lot of outside
1: just smaller contracts, federal contracts. So, so you do not rely on donations. You're, you're kind of doing a service. Or- yes, we do not rely on donations. If somebody
0: was listening, though, and they were like,
1: this guy is awesome, I love this, I want to help out or get involved. Or, or,
0: you- or if they listen and they're like, okay, they clearly need some help. Yeah, not,
1: <laughs> That's the Steve option. But uh, what, what can they do or where should they go if you're not the right place?
2: You know, I mean, the, honestly, the, the, we are allowed to, we can receive donations. And we do, and probably the biggest compliment we have is that we, there's, we don't put that out there and we'll receive, you know, so-and-so passed away, um, and we wanted to support your agency because our family has used. Uh, that's a, just, uh, you know, the highest of compliment is that. that so, by the way, we can receive. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there and you have a program you're interested in dress supporting, we can do that.
1: Can I ask my dumb question? Yeah, you
0: can go to your dumb question. All right,
1: question. this is one where you can shut it down immediately because I'm, I'm not sure how it fits, but... Uh, I'm a lawyer and I love watching like lawyer TV shows and we talk about movies and TV shows all the time. And we've had police officers on, we ask them about like the cop shows in your field, however you want to feel as an education is there any sort of like movie or TV show that you kind of resonate with from that perspective? Or is it kind of a, no one, no one really touches it or does kind of a good job with what you're doing? Uh, You know who uh, did an exceptional job and I I
2: believe it might be on HBO or some other is, um, for Temple Grandin's life, if you've heard of Temple Grandin, um, she's a famous professor at the University Colorado State University. She's created one third of the world's um, lack of a better term slaughterhouses, but made them humane. Okay, right? by putting like non-slip surfaces in there, making it round like as they go through. Um, she's been she's a, a giant in our field but a giant in her field as well. Taylor Danes played her, um, in a movie. And I think, I hope it's correct and called thinking in pictures. Hmm. It's one of the books that have, that impacted me the most as a teacher. Came out right when I started teaching. Um, I read it right away and I asked everyone I was working with and my pair professionals to read it. And thinking in pictures really gives you this, a great view of an individual with autism and how they think. Um, and process, um, not all individuals. Everybody's, into, you know, green. Um, but if you want like a really good picture of, of, uh, the, I would say that's the next one. Taylor Daines does an exceptional job with with that. Um, and there's um, obviously, I think, uh, Rain Man was the typical, the one that was was. Okay, so out. is that
1: legit though? Because like everyone talks about that, doesn't seem like right, right?
2: Um, yeah, the, a lot of exaggeration, a lot of like you know everybody thinking some everybody's going to come toothpicks um so yeah not not the best for us but again an exposure an awareness um actually Kim Peek is um kind of who it's based off of if you ever look up Kim Peek a uh, fascinating individual who um who was a keynote at our conference um several years and um and so you know, again, you know, they, I wish they would have done a documentary just on Kim, and and they have, but not as as exposed as that.
1: Um, so you're pro Rayman, but we're not telling people it's completely accurate, but it's good for like exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: you know, I, I'm pro anything that's bringing awareness, but you know, I hate for people to be locked into a perception. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's like the Good Doctor. Um, you know, it's a show I watch. Again, it's a perception. Um, but creates awareness.
1: My brother loves that show. I, I can't get into it, but he loves
2: it. I've seen every episode. I feel like often I have to watch a lot of anything that has to do with, with autism, uh, specifically because it's where I get the most questions.
1: And if the show comes on, they'll ask me that. that do you, can life. you enjoy them, or do you have to watch it with that clinical eye of, okay, this is wrong, and people are going to ask if he really could do this or whatever. Is it, is it like that, or is it, okay, I can enjoy the fact that they're – doing something that i'm kind of involved in it's both yeah yeah because i can't watch a law show without like especially the prosecutor ones be like well, that doesn't happen that way i mean i like it but it kind of stresses
2: me out a little bit i imagine it's harder to watch it as a doctor (laughs) what they're doing and seeing how they they you know process through um those activities
0: so okay that's a lot of work stuff yeah um you've raised three boys well raised does it ever stop i mean good lord does it ever stop no and so you you've got two out of the house let's call it that way right two out of the house one still in the house um uh and one still in the house how do you feel like it's different um how do you feel like things have changed in this community for your kids versus when you were growing up here Well, wow, what a question! Um, actually, it was a good question, Steve. I
1: don't, I don't like complimenting you, but that was, that was a good one.
0: I would drop my mic, but it would sound really bad, <laughs> especially since it's <laughs> on a
1: stand.
2: Yeah. yeah. How's, how's it changed? Um, you know, it was interesting when I, when I came back and they were doing some studies. Um, I just remember this one, of before they, the development lane, and then some folks. Uh, uh, remember a former graduate was one of the people doing the study, and him saying, boy, nobody is riding their bikes to Jones or Hastings. Like He wasn't seeing that. Now, this goes back, you know, before the development. Yeah. Um, this is about when I moved here. Right? Is that right? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that was a change. Boy, we were everywhere, right? If we weren't on a bike, you're on a moped. Um, don't see those as much anymore.
0: Although. Um, <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Uh, I really try not to look at my phone too much um, when we're doing these podcasts, but you might have noticed me look down at my phone. It's because I, I, um, got a, I was getting a call from Brendan King. And so I texted him back and asked if he had any other questions for you. Um, first of all, he did point out that um, UK grads seem to be dominating Um, our podcast. They really are. Like
1: (coughs) the, probably the number one or two university representation. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, we need to deal with that, um, in some fashion, which is, it's,
1: I'll put on my list of recruitment to get more Northwestern grads, um, by the top of my list of getting any, get anybody grad or not grad, whatever. And and,
2: and Greg and, uh, Brendan were also, uh, Tuesday night basketball guys. Yes. Old man league (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And, uh, Greg could jump through the, the, the yeah. roof, by the way. Um, he wasn't really an old man. That was a problem. Greg Lehman. At,
0: yeah. the, and he played <laughs> professional volleyball. I mean... The, it was a lot of fun if we you, you got on this team. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but he, um, up until... I think he might still have a moped in his garage. Um, Brendan? Brendan. We had this great in-depth interview learning about him, and how do we not
1: unearth that tidbit?
0: Well... Did you listen to the one with Brendan? I did. Where we went through the whole thing about him being the most boring man, <laughs> yeah. um, in the world. All he's got to do is zip that, around I an for, I forgot that. I forgot to. Although I think he traded it in for not traded in, um, traded it in for an e-bike, which is a very, um, you know, it I is. I were kind gonna say minivan. I'm like definitely most boring man. A little more hip. <laughs> a
1: little more hip now, right?
0: Well, it's it's kind of the, it is kind of the UA of our generation of our vintage. Uh, thing to do these My br- days. My brother Bo has uh, two mopeds. Really? Yeah. Yep. Not
2: too long ago, I actually did a, go, a, a you know, held his shoulder while uh, I was on a bike.
1: What? Just for a few minutes. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> incredibly <laughs> are dangerous. They, are, they just, proper, are they properly licensed?
0: Just though? to revisit. Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Legit. I don't know that Brendan's was. Uh, <laughs> so so you mentioned people weren't riding bikes yeah, as much. So is that went, because people
1: don't like it or because the the roads have been such that you don't think people can do it anymore
2: you, you know i never heard the answer to that question It Was just an interesting observation however i have noticed that that has changed in the yeah. last 10 years yeah. that there is are these kids you know all over the place riding bikes which is just nice to see right like just feels neighborly comfortable safe yeah. um, part of our community you know, from when I was growing up, I mean, I think one of the things, I, I would say that there's a lot been a lot of consistency. You know, they had, you know, I had uh, senior service project. They've had a capstone. Mm-hmm. And, and I see like, it being, being a small thing. The experiences are good. Uh, they're important. I mean, the, the capstone projects that my, my boys have done, I think, were right in line with their, what they're doing. So from an educational standpoint and a community standpoint, I think there's a lot of great consistency that's here in UA, and I can't think of a, a whole lot of things that have specifically changed. Obviously, development. Mm-hmm. You know, Lane Avenue used to be walkable inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's walkable outside. Yeah. Um, obviously, the high school is amazing. Uh, my oldest son went through my experience. We walked the same halls. Really? Yeah, yeah. Before so that must the, be
1: Before the, they built the new high school. That must person. be weird. Like, I never even occurred to because I've never lived where my dad
2: went to yeah. school like yeah it, it was really interesting and then of course i mean he's glad he's glad he had the experience yeah. right from a character standpoint but the new high school has its
1: own character i'm glad both, both my
2: other boys have had that experience
1: yeah. did you say like go to locker 37 opened up my gum is underneath the uh, <laughs> lid <laughs> um
0: that's really fun <laughs> that's actually pretty funny Thank you, um I had something, and then you actually said something funny. It's and I was like, holy smoke, Steve. that was funny. Yeah, and there, the holy smoke, there's no lockers in
2: the new high school, right?
0: There are, but they're not assigned. So okay. You, it's basically if you bring a lock and you slap it on there, you can have that lock for that. I don't know a single kid who uses them. Yeah, yeah, maybe my kids never talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It
1: may come as a surprise to you, Steve, but I was shoved in a few lockers <laughs> in high school. <laughs> so,
0: that You were not shoved in lockers.
1: Uh, I mean, there was a whole
0: hallway metaphor, I didn't go down right? for my freshman year. Uh, I mean, it was <laughs> Oxford. I, you know, everybody didn't everybody just wear khakis and ties and, you know, look like they just came from uh, a business this is getting a little, class. This is getting into the personal side of things, but there was a, a vocational agricultural
1: hallway, the VOAG hallway, and that's where my freshman year locker was. And every time I went in there, something not super nice would happen. So I just didn't use my locker freshman year. I had this huge
0: backpack with everything in it so the, the, the big guys who worked on cars and tractors would look at little darren shulman and say you're going in the locker and i
1: don't i don't think it had anything to do with the fact that they were doing that they just they were seniors and yeah did you
0: literally get put in a locker yeah i mean i
1: didn't fit all the way <laughs> but yeah i got put in the locker
0: wow see that was i was always a real i would never no one would have tried to fit me in a locker not because i was intimidating i was just way too big no
1: swirlies though that's good no swirlies good good I mean, you, you've heard yeah. – yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't
0: right. need to explain that one. Okay. Um, I don't know how we transition out of – I don't weekend. know how
1: I got into, like, confessionality here, but uh, – yeah. So I'm much more we were
0: talking about changes in the community. Um, you know, I think the other thing that one of the, you talk about, it—it it is always, for us, we see this when we talk to residents, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. That consistency versus – um change and it's it's one's not good and one's not bad it's just about achieving that right balance and I think um we talk a lot about making sure the community continues to evolve so you live very close to Lane Avenue and um you know we've gotten to live through and we both get to have the great we've gotten to live through the downside of construction um you know we had amanda on who um you know you know amanda right i with osu
2: no but i listened okay so (laughs) she lives
0: she lives even closer to all the construction than you do i mean i did see
2: her after your podcast actually walking yes
0: so you know living through the construction is not great but from my sense having lived through it it's once you get through it it's really nice having all that activity there and
2: yeah, and it's just a different form. Because right. in a lot of ways, I mean, I walked to Lane Avenue, we had lunch. You know, Kingsdale had all sorts of, yeah. we remember, you know, had, had uh, great options as well. Chefo's always been there. Yeah. But, like, in the new stuff, I just look at it as uh, just a different option that yeah. we've had in the past. No, I love it. We, My family, we moved here. We were looking for a house. Uh, we went, you know, in UA, but, you know, like I said from the beginning, Mr. Sebastian said, it, you know, might want to look Might need to look somewhere else. And so we we're looking at Worthington and worked in, at Worthington Hills. And, um, and I <clears> we <throat> we landed at that and we were leaving town. Somebody yeah. said, Hey, for sale by owner, Westmont, go look at it. My wife loved it. Uh, I loved it. It was a, a 1,000 square foot less than we were looking at. And we said, we're not really buying a house. We're buying a community. You know, that's really what it comes down to. If you move here, like you're going to give up a thousand square foot or more. Um, but you're going to be walking to everything. I remember she was, when we were first up here and we we're looking around and everybody's talking about the libraries, and she's like, What is up with this library thing? Like, I've never heard people talk about libraries so much. And then we moved here and she's like, Oh my God, these libraries are amazing. Like, yeah. we love them, you know? So um, I moved here in September and she didn't come for a month and a half with the kids, just transition of the house. And when she got up here, it was like this, just like it is today. Beautiful yeah. out October. Chamber of
0: Commerce Day, right? Chamber
2: of Commerce Day. And she's like, this feels like we're on vacation. Yeah. She's like, I can walk up to the coffee shop. I go up to, you know, walk to the library. We can walk to church. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I think the changes, uh, you know, are, are all good and just a part of the process.
1: So you uh, grew up here, you moved away and came back. How far from your like, original home are you now?
2: Uh, I was and on. Coventry. It's not that big, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I grew up on Coventry Road. Um, uh, just uh, interesting enough, like five houses down from my cousins, right? So we were had a whole street to ourselves to play out football. Probably don't see as many kids playing football on the yeah. street. That's another change. Yeah. <laughs> now that we built these great fields, you don't right. need it. You got the field of a Tremont.
0: So, and I'm glad you brought up Sally because you you were you were a nice person. Sally is genuinely genuinely a wonderful person. So um, uh, she is. Um, an intervention teacher uh yeah specialist over at yeah. Hastings yeah, yeah sure is so um uh I know you've got to stop on the end so I'm going to jump to our final two questions and as a we know he knows what they are because he actually has
1: name checked four different episodes he has name named actually you've
0: done very well I think that might be a record um what do you love about UA what would you change uh,
2: UA, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, living elsewhere, I was gone for 16 years, I've lived in multiple, you know, places and communities, and I don't think anything compares. I think a lot of people who have come back have, have lived all their place, right? It's, it's, it's a special um, place, a community that I think there's a lot of kindness, a lot of generosity that we see with, with our peers, um, still close with classmates in a positive way. I, you know, some people don't want to embrace that. I think it's an amazing thing. I root on my, my fellow classmates and what they do and their endeavors. Um, so I think common to to others, I think that's a, you know, a a thing that we hear often. Um, but yeah, embracing the consistency, um, in a positive way. What would you change? Uh, you know, I mean, if, 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 I think of my, my field, um, I'm always looking for how do we improve inclusive practice, yeah. how are we more inclusive as a community, uh, especially for individuals with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think we do a great, I think we do a lot of great things here in Upper Arlington. Um, one of my my creative producer, at Cali, his son, um, they live here in Arlington, and and he went through the CARES project, right? Amazing. His son has autism, um, and the police department went through a traffic stop with him because he has his license but you know sensory things and getting pulled over would be very traumatic they met across the street at the church Aaron Reed talked about it they said we want you to go out and read road and we're going to pull you over and we're going to do a routine traffic stop we're going to practice what that's like for you um, so that's here right there's yeah. wonderful programs here but I'd like to see it expanded um in sports, I think, you know, under, you mentioned Mike Fitzpatrick, under Mike Fitzpatrick and, and Rob Miller, we really uh, embraced having individuals with disabilities be a part of um, our youth football program. I'd like to see us continue to reach out in all programs. Um, I'd love to, to see a universally designed uh, ballpark at some point. Uh, I think that has access for everybody. It's kind of like building the turf field. Like, you build it, they'll come. Yeah. There's a real opportunity. And
1: what, would that, what in, would that look like, just out of curiosity?
2: Um, it's so that your infield would be, you know, so individuals individual in a wheelchair, right, uh, potentially using a walker, like could use in, in a, a field that typically are, you know, the grass or the dirt don't allow for that universal access.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you're not talking about something super impossible to engineer. It's just a different
2: yeah, material there's, or something. Right. Yeah. A little bit of a cost. Um, sometimes so, they- Does that they, mean having turf in fields? <clears throat> Uh, it means uh, usually it's more the rubber, okay? Yeah, um, oh, okay. design, oh, okay. yeah. Um, do it where uh, that way it's you know nice and spongy, but you know uh, others would would really appreciate that that possibility. And there's a couple around uh, the city. I just think hopefully in the future it's something standard in all communities because okay. um, it's more inviting. Uh, but you know, because I mean I think every kid at five year old. You know, we should not be doing a special sport for individuals with disabilities. At that point, we're just wiping noses, right? We're hurting cats if they're playing soccer or t ball. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, but it's more accelerating. I think we do a, a really nice job here in U A. Uh, as you and I talked, I think in that, at that moment when uh, you were passing in the or I was in the car and you were walking, uh, one of the, the lime scooters was out in the middle of the. The sidewalk. That's Steve's favorite. <laughs> that, was a,
0: that was a
1: daring <laughs> laugh. That's Steve's favorite subject. <laughs> that little snort there. Yeah, sorry about that. I couldn't contain it.
2: <laughs> it's truth. It's true because right, if you're in a, in a wheelchair, if you're if you're blind and you, you're cane, to, I mean, that's a real barrier. Uh, but as a community, if we we have a consciousness about, oh yeah, I have to think about that. So as you're the person walking, you don't just walk around it. You oh, I'm just going to make sure I put this in the right place. I think that's that's what I hope we can change in the, in the future, continue to accelerate.
0: Well, I do want to give a shout out to one other community member. Um, Brent Theaker uh, is on our Community Relations Committee, and, and he is on that committee because um, when people think about diversity and equity and inclusion, most folks think um, race, ethnicity, um, gender identity, those kinds of things. Um, Brent's on there because we need to make sure that it's about all kinds of diversity and um, so, you know, but I appreciate the shout out and it's something that, you know, as we look at improving our parks and doing things, we're gonna put it, we're always looking to do it but we can always, we're always welcomed ideas uh, for how to do it even better.
2: Yeah, and I, I'll mention one more shout out if you don't mind yeah. is we just had a big table discussion around community inclusion. We have an initiative called um, A plus B equals C. Access plus belonging equals community. And this is a big table discussion, and we had Annie Stair, who is a, a community member and runs the Red Oak Foundation here in UA. And she's the one that set up the sensory friendly, uh, and actually they had a title, I think it was Diversibility Section during a Fourth of July, right? You yeah. picked the biggest right. thing and had this wonderful space for all individuals to enjoy themselves and be a, a better part. That's a wonderful. So we had her present to others. Again, is going to get a lot of phone calls on how how to you know how to do that. Like pick pick the Dublin Irish fast, whoever else, right? How do we make sure we just do this around? So we had many presentations. We worked with Ohio State, their hospitality program, and their their students, right, on the next leaders in hospitality. We worked with Cameron Mitchell, um, another guest yeah. uh, of yours. He's oh. rocketing up the list of our super <laughs> oh. fans here. Maybe not fan, but definitely super listener. Yeah. yeah you know, and um, and helping support right individuals with disabilities. Like we're teaching the next leaders and um, how to make you know t- to think about including alls in in any community event we have. And who has a greater civic
1: association than Upper Arlington? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think a lot of it is just the awareness because there's certain things you can do that aren't super expensive, but you just don't, I'll just be honest here, you. you don't think about it unless someone tells you, because you're not experiencing that situation, like the sensory thing, especially like movie theaters will now have a sensory showing, never would occur to me until people mentioned that would be
2: helpful. That's exactly right. That's what, you know, I, It's you're right, it's not a lot of cost, it's just an awareness. Yeah. We always said if we start at the edges, we start thinking about people at the edges, and we work inward, instead of thinking in the middle and working outwards, we don't have to retrofit. Right, we didn't have to. We shouldn't have had to put curb cuts in, yeah. which cost a lot of money, right? Uh, because that access helped everyone, and that's what we look at. It. It's like that access is really what we're looking for. Is across the board. Once you do that, everybody can be served. So we just have to universally design it better from the beginning.
0: Well, and and one of the catchphrases that we use a lot is um, uh, inclusive design is good design, and you just if it if it's working for one group, that means it's probably working for two or three other groups that you're not thinking about at that moment.
2: A hundred percent, it sure is. So thank you for doing that.
0: Hey, okay. thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being part of the community. Thanks for doing what you do um, uh, every day in your work. Um, thanks for letting my kid hang out in your basement <laughs> um, uh, and all those kinds of great things. So um, thanks for coming on.
2: I uh, appreciate it. I'll, I'll just mention, you know, if people go to ocali.org. Yes. Um, we have all, everything's free. Free resources, free training, anything they want and need. Um, I think they'll find it to be a very useful site. I mean, um, our training is, um, is really built with adult learning theory and, and making sure people capture that. So uh, please go there, and if you have any questions, they can always reach out.
1: Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thanks.